The podcast about comic books and sequential art and graphic novels and fun. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, back again. Sorry, the man you with know. The pipes. What? Yeah, sorry, that really hurt my ear. I told you my headphones were too loud earlier. I, I thought you'd yeah, I thought you'd turned them down. I know, I, it's difficult to do things over here. Anyway, Kate I'm, I'm your host, Henry Gilbert. That's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. Sound effects work? Yeah, I heard it. Uh, and the person on the sound effects and good old uh, back in the saddle. Christopher Chris Antista. Hey everybody, fan favorite, fan favorite, fan favorite. <laughs> um, Mild response from the audience. And then uh, the real fan favorite, uh, Brett Elston. Yeah, Hi. I don't even have an applause button anymore. <sighs> Hi, I, I, pretend like I exasperated. pretty much read only Marvel comics. So. Yeah, that, the was, audience is getting tired. Of I looked at her, I, and I totally even understand. our nice iTunes reviews are like they talk a little. Much Marvel, but I, I have I have read some DC. I agree. Uh, I read to, a little DC this week. To give week you an too. update, though, um, the last episode I was on two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, "Please suggest something to me," and you mm-hmm. said Aquaman. It's great. So I started reading Aquaman, and I'm actually like, "Yes, I do like this." Uh, the new Fifty Two. It's Jeff Jones, right? Yep. Yeah, and it is like this, like knowing not like the people really do treat him like. Mm-hmm. But you talk to fish, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. no, "Don't talk I don't to talk fish. to fish." Fish What's it not, like to be nobody's favorite hero? Yeah. Like, oh, fish don't have brain capacity to hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. I can direct them and control them. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, hey, we'll tell everybody you helped Aquaman. Just go home. Yeah, and then, you know. The cops know where he lives. But and, like, he's a bad, an ocean-related like, problem. Like, he's a badass, but every, no one respects him. Yeah, but then, like, I guess, I, I haven't read far enough, I guess, to know, but, like, the things that come up from the depths in this first arc, the trench or whatever, mm-hmm. is this? So the new Fifty Two is a it's a full reboot. It's not like some stories it's a, are still eighty percent reboot. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like Batman, I think they kept Batman some pretty of it. much counts. All Batman counts. All kinda. So would you think Nightfall still counts in the current world? Yeah. 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 Also, okay. the death of Superman does count. Okay. Later. And yeah. all of Green Lantern. I think pretty much all Green Lantern mm-hmm. counts, yeah. Like, because Blackest Night, like, the... Well, what's, what about the Flash? Flash it's, doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's Barry. It is uh, Barry, but he never married Iris. Mm. They get rid of all that crappy backstory. Well, I, if I had even recommended something to you two, like, I hadn't read it. it there's, it's the all co- the covers and it doesn't really work. Of the new 52, the cover that looked... The covers look so interesting, I kept seeing them. Dial H. Dial mm-hmm. H, I started reading, is a, a shitload of fun. Yeah, I need to read that. I've heard nothing but good stuff. It's about it's knowledge. a it's about this super fat chain smoking dude who finds a phone booth in the middle of an alley and accidentally, when in danger, trying to dial nine one one, ends up turning into Boy Chimney, mm-hmm. a chimney based superhero. <laughs> and every time he tries to go recapture that superhero glory, the phone booth turns him into something different. Yeah. And there are people pursuing. The... That's based on the classic series Dial H for Hero, which yeah. is. Basically, just an anthology where different people turn into a different hero every week, and they just have this uncontrollable force of really ridiculous. Like, I di- I don't want any DC action figures, but the superheroes who appear in that <laughs> age. It's so good. Its uh, original title was "Put It in H." Uh, that's three and a half minutes before Simpsons oh, reference goes. I get it. I, get I it. remember now. What country? What country is this car from? It no longer <laughs> exists. <laughs> Put it in H. Put it in H. <laughs> uh, I was at a pornography store. <laughs> I was buying pornography. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So if I'm gonna if, <laughs> if you're gonna get on me for every stupid thing I do, I'm just gonna have to stop doing stupid <laughs> things. 
Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I was rereading some... That sounds less and less like an audience laughing and just one woman I don't know. I don't know where I got it from, but it all starts out super low. Like, yeah. right before Jennifer Aniston says something, Hello. little... There it is. <laughs> there well, that's like is. when someone enters. It's a silent. It's a, a non-dialogue it joke. Where like that's, Kramer enters the room. That's the and, smash cut but, to Ross. But before Ross makes a face, but can't mm-hmm. find the orbits in the fridge. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> Ross would have like a weird weird pants on, and the audience slowly <laughs> real. Actually, was one episode of Friends where of the plot line for Ross was Ross gets leather pants. Oh, let me further ruin the show with Friends stuff. Did you hear about that rumored Friends reunion on Thanksgiving? <gasps> yes, this no. audience. Did a reunion oh. season though, something like that. It's like a reunion what? season where it'll come back to TV and it's the super, a super rumor, rumor. desperation on NBC's part. NBC, well, they are. De- I, I read a thing that like community, community and Parks and Rec might get renewed with worse ratings than they had last year, only mm-hmm. because NBC is that fucked. No like, Office, no Thirty Rock. Yeah, there's what like, you got. Shit, that uh, sucks because Parks and Rec is so good. Yeah, it Parks and really but, is. Wait, good. I posted it on Laser Time today, but that. That Pat Oswald, yeah, Patton and Oswald in improving a filibuster on Parks and Rec about a Star Wars <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet crossover. Don't even spoil that part. Yeah, of maybe it. we should just play that in this episode. It's nine it's, minutes it's long. A nine it's nine minutes. LaserTimePodcast.com. You'll one, find it right under Cape Crest. One cut, no breaks. Just him legitimately going for nine minutes about his ideal Star Wars movie. To, to, le- and really all I can think of nerd. is like Henry on his deathbed. Like that's probably what we uh, One thing, I, and I couldn't tell if that and was... And then the Quinjet. That's the thing. I couldn't tell <laughs> if it was supposed to be like he's a know-nothing know-it-all mm-hmm. or were they trying to be really authentic and got something wrong because they were like, and then the X-Men Quinjet. And I'm like, mm. the Avengers have the Quinjet, sir. Yeah, I think he was just saying stuff really fast. No, I, th- yeah. I think they told him to go with it. He was mm. filibustering, which... Is still a new term to me. Is where you stand up and talk yeah. for as long as you can. To well, that's keep what those clowns in the Congress do. The Strom Thurmond, I think, still has the record for uh, not allowing schools to integrate. I think so. Yeah, he he ran out of a phone booth like book. for twenty four hours booth. or some shit. Yep. The fact that that rule And he won. We still have segregated schools, and it was totally worth it, and filibusters are awesome. I liked how he did all those things, and then he was still... He was still in Congress for like 60 years. Mm -hmm. No, 30 more years, and... And had a black daughter. Yeah. He he had a black daughter... When he died, he had a black daughter that was older than my grandmother, who was about to die. (laughs) Yeah. So... But but she kept herself secret for all those years. She was like, well, she's my dad. Like, I'm your... You were his shame child. Yeah, he should have hurt You were alive while he was campaigning against your entire race. And her existence. How did... (laughs) How did this happen? Which reminds me rather of Aquaman. Ah, yes. Aquaman. He's a half-breed. Yes. yes. Aquaman, uh, yes. That sounded worse. I did not realize how bad that sounded when I said mm. that. So tell me what your next topic is, Henry. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I do want to plug, if I'm, we can get this up early enough, mm-hmm. um, a ton of Justice League is on sale in Comicsology. Oh, shit. I meant to do that. Yeah, well, you I, should pick up the first six issues of the I have the, the first six. Wait, okay. uh, the Jim Lee one? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the first. Ju- uh, um, is, I wonder if Jeff it's because Jones. of Injustice. It is. It is. But the first issue. Issue of Injustice it. is free, and I'm, I, I, I was in the middle of that and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I, it was like three in the morning. I was reading comics to fall asleep. Do they? How much of Justice League is ninety nine cents? Because I have the first six. Well, issues. The first six issues of the New Fifty Two is, is ninety nine cents, but then there's like other 
Justice Leagues from throughout yes. all of time. Ah, damn it. But whatever. It's still like a giant Justice mm-hmm. League sale. It's been going like comp- the sales don't usually last that long. Yeah. And they sh- there's it's supposed so to last. So let's hurry up so I can go home and do that. I just re I just reread the the first six issues recently because I was with the Justice coming out, it was making me more like, hey, yeah, I, I do like DC have you, characters. Have you gotten a chance so. to play or see Injustice? Uh, I've seen it, and I've heard the um, like the story mode is great. Dude, like, it, it, I'm it, sure it's amazing. I'm MK, so happy with it. it MK9 was incredible. Yeah, well, because, I mean, I'm a Street Fighter guy. Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm sure, uh, R. Elston, uh, say it on mic so we can get it on uh, record. Definitely uh-huh. a big, big Street Fighter fan. But there, right. there's, I don't, I'm not saying Injustice doesn't have the chops to be like at Evo and... Mm-hmm. Is super technical, but like the idea of a story mode in a fighting game being that compelling. Well, it's yeah. I mean it's the same thing with MK9, which I reviewed yeah, before leaving, I, which I did review mm-hmm. back in the old days. In, in uh, actually, it's April, so two years ago, right now. Wow, um, a little a little bit longer. But uh, I mean, the point was like, yeah, I I felt like as a fighting game, it's intentionally the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's I mean, MK was always that way. It was always supposed to be we're going for shock. And not shocked by violence, but shocked mm. by like just goofy things, like things that don't even necessarily make sense in that moment. You can still strategize and planning, be proficient, mm. but there's always this element of like, huh? And <laughs> yeah. that's where MK is like really fun and different. And then Injustice is like the same team. It's it ramps up the yeah. Like, but I as can't a, imagine the environmental kills that occur in that game yeah. going but over. But like, as a product, MK9 and Injustice are just incredible. That story mm. mode is like. Worth it alone. Dude, if you fight. have no interest in playing competitively whatsoever, did you see MK9 your... story mode? And, and I'm guessing Injustice the same thing. Are yeah. Two did you see the fight in Aquaman's um, throne room? Yeah, it was awesome looking. Like it tells it's... a very deep and long story. Yeah, yeah. Like the it, MK1 uh, was like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Like this that's... is they they said this is my. I, I talked with the developers. They said it was a lot deeper. But anyway, I also was in... But So that then, I don't know if you guys know this, but Netflix, you know, has had an influx of Cartoon Network yep. material. Yeah. And that includes... Justice League. Every season of Justice League. Oh, it League. does? Yeah, yes. and that shit is good, too. And it, the Justice League series got better every season. Yeah. Like I felt it took a slight step back with Unlimited, but... See, well... I felt uh, I felt it was a worthy sacrifice. To, like I liked that every episode or most arcs were either two episodes or three episodes long and made them really epic. But when they went to unlimited, they they knew they only had so many. They were only going to get so many new episodes. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, all right, one one episode storyline every hero we could get. Yeah. Let's just put them all in. What when I remember uh, this is t- literally ten years ago at this mm-hmm. point when Justice League was on like Saturday nights or something. Yeah, yeah, with- and. It was like hour long episodes, mm-hmm. and they were widescreen. Yeah, yeah. And, I and then two thousand three, I was like, so I'm like, I kind of want to watch them on Netflix now that I have an HD TV, and be like, mm-hmm. you can actually watch this cartoon made in two thousand two and two thousand three, and it'll be in widescreen. That's kind of crazy. Other fun factoid. Oh. Uh, I think I, I probably mentioned this somewhere in Talk Radar, but mm. uh, we, years ago when we went back and rewatched the old X Files episodes, mm-hmm. it's either like season four or five. One of those, and it's like, and that's like what ninety seven? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. wait, ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, about it, oh wait, ninety, oh wait, season four or five? Yeah, it's ninety seven through ninety nine, somewhere You're in there. Arguing right? with yourself. I know, I literally would do this. For anyway, the movie came out in June of ninety eight, so whatever. Sex files, X what about sex files, sex files. Um, the triple X parody starring yeah. Henry Gilbert. Uh, all of a sudden, we were watching alone. all the DVDs, right? And uh, all of a sudden, like, put in season five DVDs. That's Fucker was widescreen, mm, and I'm like, I, in oh, 1998, 
Wow. Like shot I, in white. I like, remember Sopranos did that. Uh, the, the, the capability was there, but it was actually required by the FCC as of like 04 that you need to be in white. This was in 98. Like, I, I know, but crazy. like certain people were like ahead of the game. I think X-Files, because it was shot on film, huh. was probably ahead of the game on that. It wasn't a multicam. Well, yeah, that is that is what happened with Law, Law and Order as well, that they... They always shot on film, too. So. That's what probably got their old fucking audience to get up and start smacking their TVs and writing letters to NBC and got it canceled. We were just talking about how Law & Order got canceled. Like, yeah, what, what idiocy. Well, anyway, no, but the, the Justice League episodes Sorry. really Sorry. hold up. What the about Justice... New Justice? Did you see New Justice? No, I haven't watched it. No? Is that on there? Uh, wait. We... I did watch Doom. Doom is great. Or Young Justice. Yeah. Oh, Young Justice. No, no, that is not there, but... Doom is one of my favorites. I watched Doom like, and the Red Hood one. Both of those were good. Oh, that yeah. was great. I Doom love that the uh, Red Hood is written by uh, the cast member of the real world. The last Judd season Wayne, I really yes. cared about. Really? Yeah, yeah Judd. The, uh, Judd wow. Wayne, yeah. It's, it's was very San strange. Francisco, which I would love to watch that again now that I live here. I, they actually aired it recently. They what? had an old school real world marathon, at which I, I only knew about because I read an article by an aging hipster who was like, I watched that, and then I watched... Current they they then followed that marathon up with the first episode of the newest season mm-hmm. and they're like God this sucks like it's I just only dumb children my dad would watch that with other. me and he would have to <laughs> he would have to tell me that like I think they just had sex uh-huh. or I think Puck is a heroin addict yeah. and I'm like you're pro and I look at it now like you're way fucking right like that dude wasn't just an asshole and like they edited uh-huh. out any time the cast members had sex and were super weird about it. In the first mm. couple, of seasons. I just yeah. think that's that's baffling. Like MTV that's in exactly the nineties, exactly what they want now. Yeah, that's well, all they want. Is, now. I mean, I, I'll be honest. So I had a friend who was on the Real World. She was in the Austin season, uh, Lacey, and she didn't drink or mm. fuck anybody. She was like, she's a known virgin. She was a known virgin, may still be a known virgin at this point. Uh, she ended up having to narrate all the episodes, <laughs> uh, like. In all the confessionals, because like, she was the only one sober like, enough to remember. I don't. This isn't like I'm so cool because I didn't do this, but like I've literally to this day never watched an episode of The Real World. Really, I have I no. Was, I have the first three seasons, man. It was never all had over. any interest in it whatsoever, and mm-hmm. pretty much all reality TV that's people in some kind of contest with each other to argue that's for. The thing. A kid. They, they, it was fishbowl. They were so, not in contest, right? And that's I, why I, retroactively, I'm like when I hear and what you just described, we're like mm-hmm. they edit out potentially contentious things but I think mm-hmm. that makes it a smarter show because mm-hmm. you have to be perceptive whereas the show now is just it's just children yelling at each other banging mm-hmm. pots and pans look at me look at well, me look at they're me they're all like like every person on a reality show they ever want to be well, yeah. well they all grew up watching real world like I want to yeah. be that and I want to be the crazy I one I will not so. even get highfalutin about it it's just the problems the cast members have on the real world now are the problems I'm trying to escape by watching television. Yeah, there's that too. Well, and like if you if you want to really dissect real world history, guys, please, please uh, don't. It's time and the place. I watched like uh, I watched kind of religiously like the first five seasons, which mm-hmm. goes up to London, uh, Miami. And Miami. Actually, I didn't watch London. London I skipped London but, altogether. Uh, but so I watched Miami. I actually complete like when I saw it first after three episodes of Las Vegas. Uh, that was when I was done. But Miami, in the start of Miami, like, the two people that show up first is the bisexual girl Mm -hmm. and the black guy. And when they get there, they're like, well, hey, let's just swim naked. I mean... Yeah. We're out in the real world. That Let's may do have something set a crazy. Yeah, I like, remember that. They knew the show they were on, and then by the end of the episode, they're like, "Let's make out in the hot tub." I mean, this is real world. Like, this is the first day on the first day, and now the that's people the show. make out in hot tubs. That's what that's what they all do now because that's what you do. Like, it 
You can't be spontaneous here for the inaugural finger bang of Real World 12. Yeah, I do my uh, not to keep going on real world. My weird confession. I don't know if I said that before. I think that Miami season, the real world, there was the gay dude. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really. But he does. He leaves. The gay dude leaves. Yeah, it's just like when he talked. I'm like, man, I like the way this. Like, I guess I, I didn't. There's hey, there wasn't a big gay prominent out front gay community in the depths of Florida oh, in yeah. the early '90s. And uh, I'm like, I like the way this guy talks. I'm going to adopt the way he talks. <laughs> and then everywhere I went for like a month, and I worked at McDonald's. Hard. Well, I was just, I was very articulate and a little dramatic, and I would talk like this a little bit. And everybody's, and, and actually, at McDonald's, they weren't rude about it. They kept trying to set me up with men because <laughs> they thought, like, you're. Even, even clearly, friends from, friends from elementary school came up. So you're out, and like, what are you talking about? No, I'm just trying a new thing. I don't, I'm just talking like the gay guy I thought was articulate and sounded smart. What I liked on that season was so there was the bisexual girl who really was just like, I, she was. I think she was like thirty percent bisexual. She was really just into women, but so, so collegiate then, bisexual. Then there was so it's, a, so it's a choice. Yes, it's totally for women. Choice. For women. For women, it's a choice. they got choices. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But anyway, no. So there's there's her on the show who seems not interested in men, or specifically not interested uh, in this one male roommate who mm. is clearly in love with her. Mm-hmm. So then, who does he Did start he work dating? In a male room? So then, no. But so then, who does that guy start dating? Mm. Her twin sister. Wow, like, man, it's really only, weird. Wow, trisexual. You know who's my favorite? <laughs> I really like the the lesbian. I think it was from the Austin. No, maybe it was in Austin. Maybe it was San Francisco. Can I, can I interrupt? Genesis. Did she replace somebody? Can I interrupt oh, as please, someone please. who reads comic books? Please. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> to do anything else. Real yeah, world right. is a lot like comic books. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Chris shouldn't have mentioned Judd Winnick. <laughs> anyway, here's Just, the other thing I really like about watching the Justice League shows. Is yes, that I forgot... Yes, I forgot how much of a an impact Wayne McDuff had on the shows. He was uh, he was in on when the uh, in the final credits, at least on the unlimited season. Sure, Dwayne McDuff is one of the three executive producers with Deanie and Tim. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and Dwayne McDuff, I totally forgot. Like he really got the characters. Mm-hmm. Like and he he is he made them. That's what I love so much about Justice League is that they're not icons. They're very human making choices and like Superman is like hmm. dealing with being an influential leader you know yeah. and Batman is a badass but he also has very human moments of like well, I would never kill anybody I'm Batman like, I don't, yeah. like, and I love that episode that's the uh, the look into the Injustice League or whatever oh, I, yeah, I don't think yeah. they call them that but it's like the alternate world where the Justice League well the Justice Lords yeah they came to a different conclusion which was the only way we can protect everyone is to completely rule them which is pretty much the Injustice and, plot yeah and there's well. there's an amazing moment where our world Batman and their world Batman are in the Batmobile mm-hmm. talking to each other and they start openly talking about their parents mm-hmm. and it's just like the most human shit I've ever heard two cartoon characters you both really Kevin Conroy. Yes, they're both Kevin Conroy, but like for in that moment you feel like Batman huh. is a real character. Mm-hmm. And here's one seeing the other side where they're just like, Dad would have liked this. And you're like, Holy shit, that really meant something to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that. the Justice League cartoon really builds towards is like and hmm. the last episode which sort of starts tying it to Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. So they knew they were going out and they tied it into Well, it they did the they did what you should treat the Batman Beyond episode as the last episode, though they mm-hmm. actually did another season after that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Where they, I thought that the, was the end. No, no, no. The last episode, they fight Darkseid. Darkseid oh, well, I did. I thought, I, I thought that was... 
thought that was the same season. No, no, no. The next season. Oh, was, I watched them both. Yeah, they did the Batman Beyond one as that was supposed to be the animated series, mm-hmm. the animated universe finale. Uh huh. And it works as that perfectly. Like, oh, okay, I see. They actually no, there's that, a bit, both of those are good. In the end, of, in the Batman Beyond episode, they end that with. There's a line that seems like nothing of just two guys in a blimp talking to each other. And they did it because that is the exact same line that is the first line ever spoken in a bat in the first Batman animated series episode they did. Really? Damn. Yeah. They, uh, they well, did that on purpose. Uh, let me know so if you want cool. to keep going on this. I don't want to stop you guys. But no, no, I... The I, animated universe that is... Yeah, I well, would say, like... Uh, we're talking about DC animation specifically, yeah. and there was... Uh, did you see that report on Bruce Timm, the um, head well, he's of... Leaving, he's sort of leaving. He's right. leaving. Yeah. He's leaving. Uh, and I, I, the last I checked on it, and this has been since we've been... Oh, I don't know. When was the last time we did a Cape Crisis? Two weeks ago. Two weeks well, ago, you, haven't done, you, so you haven't done one. We, you and I haven't been on one in about in month. uh, two months, I'd say. Jesus. No, wait all right, anyway, uh, that he left, March but he went, he went to go oversee other DC animated products uh-huh. outside of the television division. I think that was the the silver lining. But this dude has been overseeing it forever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, he's, but he's he part knows of the reason why yeah. things are well, awesome. I mean, it all started with like what ninety two with Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. which led to Superman animated series, mm-hmm. which led to Batman and Robin Adventures or whatever that became on WB. Which led to just, Justice League, and then all these directed video things, and then Justice League Unlimited as well. And I remember like every I week say, I was watching Justice League, and then when it switched to Unlimited, that's you, when I was working. What at the would you TV credit station. the straight to to video um, DC animation? Which is which is the one that started like, oh, this is what your animated straight to DVD universe is going to look like. I yeah. credit death, death of Superman. Well, they just all changed. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the there, Death there, of Superman was the first one. It was the first. It was, eh? but it's really good one and the really dark. It, the animated version of Death of Superman. Well, because I mean, like, where like, does it start? Because uh, like, this, I think that was it. Well, because like the second, I mean, there was Mask of the Phantasm, which went to the theater. It but was. Then there's the Sub Zero, yeah. which was direct yeah. to video. Yeah, and but, Mystery of the Bat. But like the, yes. the the cycle started, I think, with Death of Superman, and then they, they came out very consistently. Yeah. Of reboot, then, of yeah. New, well, and then there was the New Frontier. Yeah, where they just do new mm. a new thing. Every yeah, Death time. of Superman. You get no con- Superman is fucking like okay. is dead at the beginning, and then it's all about well, what he's having afterwards. sex with Lois Lane. Like, yeah, but who's voiced by uh, Anne Heche? Oh yeah, this was a weird choice. Fireflies. Adam Baldwin is Superman. Uh, he was good. Uh, so got good casting. And then whenever I seriously like, this is I think the longest we've talked about DC with no Marvel. I know. So please excuse us. I actually hate the Marvel animated out pro- product. No, Everybody awful, looks boy. exactly the same. The voices are all exactly the same. Everybody yeah. acts exactly the no, same. No, that's always been the case. Where DC's cartoons are always better. Mm-hmm. Even though I did like the Planet Hulk. Cartoon. Yeah, well, I, I, could not, was, I could not get through that. But, that was but now good. that they've got Disney, now that Disney owns them, you'd hope they. Well, that's why I'm weird. Like, what does Warner, Warner Brothers owns mm-hmm. something? DC. Well, yeah, but film company wise, well, I mean, they Warner just Brothers. have Warner Animation. Like, yeah. That's their studio. There's still there's DC Studio, like Marvel Studio as well. Yeah, yeah. But when's uh, Image going to start a fucking animated label? Like, uh, go to HBO. They tried that. They did. In 1990. <laughs> or the Savage Dragon. Right? Well, one season. Spawn like, had a six episode HBO animated series. That was fantastic. I guess that's because the creators still own their content, so it's yeah, you can't have a label like that. No, nah, yeah, it's it's harder for that. And there was a Wildcats Saturday morning cartoon as yeah. well. Boy, not good. Well, I was thinking about the X Men one. I think the stories in X Men hold up, but the animation does not. No, yeah, not. the animation doesn't hold up. But it was remarkably like they tried to cram in some cool shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they tried. They did a whole season. Like this whole season is the Dark is Phoenix. The Phoenix uh, yeah, that was, was really the cool. entire thing. And they're going to fight the Hellfire Club. Like, it was. Period. 
I can't, I can't express enough how I thought that cartoon was the best thing. All I wanted to do was live in the the world of uh, animation, and mm-hmm. nothing was doing it for me. And then you can do this in a cartoon. Somebody just died. Well, like well, yeah, Warner like, was always like X Men and Batman the animated series were very close to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Warner was always ready to spend more money. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, mm-hmm. no, this is. This is timeless. This should look a little better. No, I totally agree. DC's cartoons have always been better. But Bruce Timm, like, he was working on, you know, Tiny Toons. Mm -hmm. And then he just pitched to them, like, there's a Batman movie. There should be a cartoon. But it should be for Grona. It should be with an edge. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, Warner was sold on that. Wow. Like, they kept with it. Like, and. And I think that's what has introduced like a, th- a, a thousand kids, uh, millions of kids to yeah. DC through that. Yeah, wouldn't have Harley Quinn without it. Yeah, and also this was a good Dwayne McDuff quote. Uh, he was he was a black writer too, and he was one of one of maybe three black writers that have ever had any kind of prominence in DC or Marvel. Mm-hmm. But he had a funny point that after they went to all this trouble to bring back Hal, and he's like, there are millions of children who think. Uh, the Green Lantern is a black bald guy. Like you should just do him. He should be the main Green Lantern. Yeah. Like that's who kids accept. You can't sell them on Hal. Hal's kind of lame compared to like when I was watching Justice League with with John Stewart. John Stewart. <laughs> that's his one problem that yeah. day. But but he's such a, he's such a cool member of the team. Yeah, like, he's great. More so than the hotshot pilot Hal Jordan. Like, I actually yeah. didn't know that. John Stewart is. In, I've never seen the Justice League cartoon ever. Really, it's very good. It just hit it's at a great. time where I, I like wasn't home on a Saturday night. I mean, I, <laughs> you have hundreds of hours. Of the only reason the only reason I was was I would often end up having to work at Toys yeah. R Us on Saturday, so I would get home at like seven you, or eight, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't. Well, I don't care. you know, in, in that case, you know what show I was watching on Saturday night? Pussy. <laughs> Is that, now, is that on HBO or if you were to watch if you were to watch one episode of Justice League, one of my favorites was, uh, hey, I a, was hey I was dating someone that time period but I was busy uh, watching my, Justice League just saying I was cool because no one can verify one it of wasn't. my favorite Justice League ones was uh, it was all it was only women were the uh, it was only female superheroes in this mm-hmm. episode and they came across like this underground fighting league mm-hmm. and it turns out that like. Super heroines were being kidnapped and brainwashed into fighting, and so it was this cool excuse to just have like Catwoman versus uh, uh, Black Canary versus Fire versus, and then they're having all these cool fights, uh, and then like, all right, I think we finally beat up all the brainwashed people, and then up comes Wonder Woman, and they're like, oh shit, and like the next ten minutes is just this. Knockdown drag out five of one woman beating the shit out of like six other superheroes. Like uh, it's right. it's such a cool episode. All right, when is that X Men comic with the all female cast coming out? I think soon. It Jesus. got delayed. It got delayed. But, uh, is it a woman writer or no? It is man. Of Brian Wood, of course. Yes. Um, I, guess, I well, know. Did you see, women don't write. Come on. Did you see the? Well, why not it's mention sad. while we're on our wow our. I just wish. What would you call this DC uh, apology? <laughs> apology. Uh, the the new Man of Steel trailer. Damn it! Is, I still didn't watch it. It's well. Anyway, there's not much spoil. There's a lot of there's. Can we just? All right, we're gonna watch. Brett's gonna watch it. Be right back. And we'll be and right back. Pause. We can take a break. We're thirty minutes in. Let's take okay, a break. Sure. Yeah. We'll be. I'll say. I'm gonna yeah, say. Sorry, but take a break. Henry, me. Henry, I got this. We'll be back when I'm ready. God damn.
Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis, uh, the, uh, the uh, intermittently broadcast podcast on the, uh, on the Laser Time Network. Uh, but so this, uh, anyway, I just want to say thanks again for listening. I really appreciate all your dedication to the show. So if you'd like to help us out, there's a lot of ways you can help us, including one brand new way right now. So... First off, there's a PayPal button on the page. If you'd just like to just give us a little bit of money to help us out, it'd be really helpful. Just click on it, give a few bucks. A- anything helps to keep it free. If you'd rather buy something from us, there's the t-shirt store where we sell a bunch of really cool t-shirts for the Laser Time family of, of products. And then, of course, uh, there's the Amazon links on the right side. Just click on those, buy anything from Amazon through those links, and you will be supporting us. And it really, really helps. Uh, also, though, if you want to help us, uh, up this week on the site, you will see a uh, survey. If you would take that survey, it would be really, really helpful. Like, just It's just a few questions to answer, and it would uh, help us with getting some new sponsors, maybe, and just in general, give us a better idea of who's coming to our site. We really appreciate just, just if you give us a few moments to answer that po- the, the survey. Uh, and then, of course, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please, if you haven't yet, review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Be sure you're subscribing. All that really helps with the placement of the podcast in the rankings. So please do that. And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. What's this week, you say? Well, I'm going to go with 100 Bullets. Uh, why? Because the fourth... Super Duper collection of it has just come out, which collects, I believe, issues 60 through 80 of the 100-issue series. But any of the volumes are good of 100 Bullets. It was a really cool crime noir series that admittedly almost got too in love with its own conspiracy theory, but it's still a great series, and it's one of the very few series that was 100 issues straight, all drawn and written by the same team of Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo. Uh, picking it up in any version is cool, but uh, though if you want to be classy, then you get the definitive uh, hardcover editions that are 20 issues at a time. It's really, really great. Looks great on the shelf in a physical copy. And if you'd like to buy it, you can buy it through a link on this week's episode on lasertimepodcast.com. Alright, now, none of that, back to the show. Superman, we're uh, back from... Brett has now watched the Man of Steel trailer. We watched it with him. Yeah. My second time watching it. Three uh, minutes, a long three trailer. Minutes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm... The best trailer. It was it the is, best. It yeah. is the best trailer. I mean, because I, I saw Jurassic Park 3D over the weekend. Oh, did you? And... It was, it was a clever girl, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it was uh, that that old trailer was at the beginning of it again, and I'm like, oh. dude, this trailer is old as shit. Get a new trailer, and then they did. Uh-huh. So I'm Superman is one of those characters. I mean, what do you do? It's, it's, it's like, super difficult. I should be close to marketing. What happened this week to give us a new Iron Man three snippet, a new Star Trek tra- trailer, a new Hunger Games trailer, and a new Superman trailer in a know. period of two days? Because there weren't even any major films that came out. Or exactly. Major conventions. I just wanted like, to put that out there. I, I guess it's the start of the new fiscal year. <laughs> yeah, there's Maybe that. that. <laughs> there is that. 
There's um, some marketing reason that will we'll, we'll all bother us yeah. for some reason, but yeah. too much shit came out. Uh, so that trailer, like, it had yeah, a lot I, of Krypton in it. So that's what that's what interests me about about that trailer was it suggests that it's gonna go Green Lantern on it, mm. like which Green Lantern we we saw together yeah. and walked out of that movie going like. Did we watch the same movie as all these critics who said it's an it. absolute pile of horse shit that's going to ruin the DC franchise forever? It's like, you guys need to watch more shitty movies then, because that was not the movie we watched. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, crazy Krypton stuff, like what, you know, Zod equivalent. I think it's Zod. He though, is Zod. Yeah, but Zod. I'm, I'm not con- and like oh, crazy spaceships and all. I'm like, wow, did, they're going to go all out Zod, with this. It made it sound like he was sending him intentionally to Earth. No, 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 no. Uh, Jor-El sends him oh, to Earth sorry, to Jor- say... Oh, sorry. Jor-El, sorry. Well, yeah, he... That's, that's totally in the canon. They Is it knew, canon? They didn't just shoot him out into... In some versions of his origin, they're just like, let's shoot him out in space, he'll that's land what somewhere. That's I thought, but he just randomly But no, in, in other versions, and this seems to be what they're doing, in the more scientifically-minded mm-hmm. Krypton, they're yeah. like, I found this planet... I know the yellow sun will make him strong. Yeah, I've read it in this comics. This is where we in, send in him. Modern comics. I yeah. just didn't know if that was. I, I, that definitely wasn't the last movie. He was not sent to Earth. No, well, the last movie was like. Well, no, I mean, the, well, super, 1978 Superman. It was that was not part of it. Mm-hmm. He just crash landed on. Earth. And there's something I get a little annoyed in general, like Jor-El knowing everything. He's like, I recorded a 17-hour conversation with you to tell you everything you need to know. Ah, I see and, you're watching the third season of Game of Thrones, Jor-El. Yeah, and so, the, so and so in that trailer, it was still a lot of him like saying. And when you get to this planet, you will not be the you will be in charge of these people. They might not well, know I mean, who you I, are. I mean, that's what I liked. It was, and that's again the the very difficult line that I think Returns did not get was. Now, now have, I see it. I think it's super tr- bizarre to like continue a twenty year twenty year dead franchise in your relaunch. Yeah, that was stupid. That was a little well, Yeah, that too. But, but also, it just it could not get past the Jesus analog, mm. and it's so dense. And it's very hard to separate yourself from that. So Man of Steel still looks rather Jesus. Man of Steel, I mean, that's inherent to the character. You'll go, it's, you'll be gods to them. He's they the will American think, Jesus. They will yeah. think you're different. They will think your ways won't work, but you will win them over mm. with righteousness and truth and justice. Blah blah blah. And it's like, so he's Jesus. Um, yeah, but well, that can punch really hard. It had uh, cool ideas in it too that I like. That uh, that Amy Adams is Lou, Lou, uh, Lou, Lois Lane. That's me. Living. That, that uh, Amy Adams Lois Lane, like, she's been investigating a Superman for, like, years. That he's been, as he, you know, drifts from job to job. I did like that. Like, the overall, I was positive on the trailer, but I did like that aspect where it's like he's just been kind of this guardian angel ghost character mm-hmm. and, a li- and, a, and a legend for a long time. Much like and he's Batman. Clearly, he's clearly coming out in that moment in the trailer. Like, I'm yeah. wearing my suit. I've clearly let you handcuff me. Yeah. And I'm well, going to talk to you for a second. It's definitely, um, you know, one of the things I really liked about the Dark Knight, uh, well, the entire Dark Knight trilogy, but the Dark Knight did it the most elegantly, where if you read a ton of Batman comics, you could easily go like, that's a scene, that's the best scene from Long Halloween that they're putting right. in here. This is the best scene from that Joker story. Mm-hmm. Here's one from another Joker story. And Dark Knight Rises did that too, but a lot more obviously, of like, this is the Nightfall scene where he breaks his back. Yeah. But it knew to pick and choose moments, not to be like, we're doing only this story. Yeah. And I'm hoping that Superman is doing that too, uh, Man of Steel is doing that too, where they're picking, like, Superman being arrested by the, the army and, mm-hmm. and choosing to be held hostage, 
Like, that was a cool scene from Jeff John's Secret Origin storyline. He's like, well, the army doesn't trust me. I elect to be arrested, so they will trust me. Right. Like, and that was a cool scene. Same with, I found this out only later on Twitter. But so Mark Wade, who is awesome, argue, awesome and also mm-hmm. arguably the biggest Superman expert in the world. Really? Like, he's, what? he, at a time, okay, so well, here's the thing about Mark Fox. Wade. That's Before terrible. Mark Wade started writing comics... He was an editor at DC, and they hired him because he basically created a Wikipedia for DC himself on index cards as a fan. (laughs) When they were doing Who's Who in the DCU as a thing, they went to him. He was the resource in that where they're like, well, when did this guy first appear? We don't remember. He's like, oh, it's right here. I I got it on my index cards. Like, for a time, he bragged, like, I know Superman's social security number. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you because then everyone would know. He was, that makes he was sense because for all this stuff. Because forty I'm, numbers because he's not from this planet. It's true. <laughs> I met him at the Superman Festival in wow, Metropolis what? in Metropolis, Illinois. Mark Wade. Yeah, because he again, and I've brought this up before. So Southern never, Illinois is a perpetually yeah, depressed whatever. Yeah. Um, but on the river is Metropolis, Illinois, and it is that next to Cairo, which is part of Little Egypt. And yes, it is spelled like Cairo. But it's but pronounced Cairo next to Vienna and El Dorado, and it's it's hilarious. Just look up Little Egypt. We had a whole laser time about mm-hmm. Illinois, whatever. What Metropolis has every May-ish is the Superman Festival. I saw Mo Rocca there. <laughs> wow, all the big stars. Uh, yes. Uh, wait, but, wait, don't tell me. Yes, yes. And next I saw Sinbad. Uh, who else? <laughs> no, I don't But that seems the, cal- the caliber of person. But no, there's like a big kryptonite rock, a Superman statue that Obama has had his picture taken next to. It's all in this bombed out, completely depleted uh, husk of a town that right. only has riverboat gambling and then um, and it literally is on a river. Just riverboat gambling and then the Superman festival every year. And in the like city council chamber was Mark Wade and I walk in and I brought my... Fantastic Four, Unthinkable Part 1 with the Doom Fire cover yeah. and had him sign it because I'm like, dude, you are the reason I got me in Fantastic Four. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. And he was just at a table yeah. alone, no other comic artists, no other writers, no nothing. It's just him at a table in like this, you know, city, the, the, the Civic Center or something. Mm-hmm. And wow. like literally you can almost miss him. You open the door and walk in, he's immediately to your left, like out of mm-hmm. your peripheral vision. I'm like, right. I guess. Or the door is opening. Yes, you know like almost that bad where I'm like, <laughs> I guess he's not here. Turn around. Oh, you, hi, Mark Wade. I thought you were an umbrella stand. <laughs> well, okay, so. But uh, that makes sense yeah. now because he was at the Superman Festival. He's the biggest fan. Well, and also like the, uh, the Incorruptible book or the. Uh, yeah. The, like, Yes. Yeah. That that was a Superman story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but so, okay. Mark Wade, I follow him on Twitter, and he pointed out that, and he was saying this in a positive way, like, Mark Wade also wrote uh, a 12 issue Superman origin story in 2003 called Birthright, Mm. which is really good. Mm. But, like, the trailer grabs, like, several lines from the book. And he's like, wow, they were paying attention to my book. Like, the scene in there where. Jonathan Kent is like, you're the answer to well, are we alone in this universe? Wow. And then Clark saying back, can't I just pretend I'm your son? You are my son. Like, that was in Birthright. Wow. Same with him saying, like, this isn't an S. This, this stands for hope in my... Co-. Like, that's from the comic. And he's... Nice. Did, you so, say, did you say that Mark Wade responded with surprise? He was happily surprised it was so in there. So yeah. he doesn't he get reimbursed consulted. in any way? No! For... Why would they? He, uh, knew, he knew the... I know. Mark Wade is as open as anybody, is one of the most open guys about that. Like, 
Mark Wade will complain about anything, but, but now he, he's big time in the movie. He business. knows what the deal is. Like he knew when he was writing. He said it before. Like these are their toys, and they let me play with them, and yeah. I really want to play with them, yeah. so I'm glad they'll let me. Yeah. But I know it belongs to them. Like mm. if I'm right, and it's even more Not even like now. If basket. he writes a really good dark Daredevil thing. Like Daredevil, they can just use it, and they never have to tell him or consult him. Which, speaking like, of which, what happened? Fox is now like trying to. They're sort. They let go. I think they're. They they're letting. It. They're letting Fantastic Four go Are so they? that they can get Daredevil fast track. I thought it was the other way. Yeah, that they might. To. But yeah, I, I thought think, it was the other way around. I think they are pretty much ready to let go of Daredevil, though. But I, I, it's been a couple weeks since I read. But there was a story on IGN in a video mm-hmm. that was like. Uh, they well, who who has him? Fox. Wait. Fox did. How far are we into the movie? podcast? We're like forty minutes. First time we've talked specifically about Marvel. No, I, I want to point that out, everybody. Everybody I, take a victory. Lap. I really this did want to go wonderful. the whole show, and that was a little no, mini, I, a mini goal I had. I'm but not going to talk about Marvel. I just we, uh, we, we did. We didn't even try, but we do love DC. We yeah. just No, yeah. but but the thing for me was uh, yeah, there was some notion of like. Fox's deal, you know, they have to keep making movies mm-hmm. to lose them right, but then they're like, we don't have any Fantastic Four stuff, but we have this Daredevil thing, and mm-hmm. I, it was something like Marvel wants to play hardball, and maybe we can get the Fantastic Four, which means Galactus, which means Silver Surfer, we can mm-hmm. get all these cosmic characters back into the Marvel umbrella, and how does that affect Avengers oh 2? Oh because now you can have, you already got Guardians of the Galaxy running around. Yeah. All I want is the Silver I Surfer to think, show up. I don't up. even think about the Silver Surfer not yeah. being able to appear. Yeah. Or Galactus. Like, or Galactus. I don't really care or, about Galactus. Well, Galactus is Galactus is your last story or, per, or your worst story in a movie. There's a way. In a movie. Galactus is cool. I, I think, love Galactus. I in a movie, what would they fucking possibly do? Well, he should be better than when he's a clown. I think there's a way they could do it. No, uh, if you'd have told me they're going to work Thanos into an Avengers movie, I'd be like, how the fuck are you ever going to make that believable? And then, hey, they did it. Well, so, okay. Uh, but also, back to Man of Steel. Yeah. What do you guys think of the Zod? I thought he seemed cool. I love Michael Shannon. He, Michael Shannon is, is awesome. amazing. He's great. I love Michael I Shannon. I have never been so elegantly bored by, than by the show Boardwalk Empire. And he's like the best part about it. <laughs> uh, Just by the DNA and nature of his face yeah, conveys intensity. And like he doesn't even yell in Boardwalk Empire. To see him yell like mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me. It's like you're super stone cold... Completely so, like like not your drunk dad who's abusive, mm-hmm. but the dad who doesn't talk and just sternly looks at you. Like that's what Michael Shannon is, and like seeing him as, as some cold shit face like Zod, like that's mm-hmm. fantastic, man. Well, and then because it's Zod, they mm-hmm. Superman has someone he can fight, like yeah. directly fight. Yeah, like that's the thing. I hate that. Yeah. With, like with cool. Lex Luthor, he always just <laughs> at the end of the day he's got to like. Picking up, pick him up with tweezers and be like, like hey, get me super soup. All right, you finally failed, Lex. Let's go to jail. <laughs> that's all. Like, really? That's all? You can't punch Lex? No. Yeah, but the, there is, I think, a brief glimpse of Lex, Lex Corp in the film. Yeah. The well, you know how they're doing it these days. You set up the, the biggest the villain movie. for the second film. And then you add Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Sorry. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is blue. da boo dee da boo da Yeah. And again, I'm not... Well, one, I have like no emotional attachment to the Amazing Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. or the universe it's set up at all. Mm-hmm. But for what it's worth, like, why well, is Electro Blue Ultimate Version? I'm aware like, of the just, Ultimate just Version. Let it, yeah. Like, let's not pretend we actually care. Let's just let yeah, and see what happens. Like, let's. That's I it. like that the Amazing Universe is getting more ultimate-y. Like, yeah. they need. They it should just have been from the beginning. The old, yeah. The old, I love the Ultimate Universe. What I really like that his costume is definitely more ultimate. Like, big white eyes. Yeah. That 
I really, I've, I, I realize now I always wanted that with Spider-Man. I hope it's shot by Sally Field. There, I said it. Well, Never mind. Let's keep moving. Yeah. What I'm else like you got? What, uh, well, I, I, uh, you know what? The one thing I was super excited about, and this is really dumb, but whatever. It's, it's how my brain works at the beginning. Well, one, did, one, did you hear Zack Snyder like right when that came out? It's like, oh yeah, make, here's a 300 sequel poster because I'm doing a sequel 300. Yeah, I and saw. Well, it's more of a prequel, isn't prequel, it? It's the yeah. rise of uh, the assholes. Otherwise, how do you get anybody in the movie? Because yeah. they're all gone. And. Um, <sighs> But it more it, it, from the beginning of that trailer, which this is the Man of Steel trailer. Yeah, this is There's the prime one, time. Might be another one, but this is the one that probably, a, in a world without the internet, this is the one they would have shown first. Yeah. And uh, saw it and it says, from the director of Watchmen in 300. And to me, I didn't ever know if Watchmen was a modest success or a huge failure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they... If so one, it made, it made me happy because either... They're trying to appeal to a comic audience, so like, yeah, Watchmen. The guy did Watchmen. Well, it's or, cred. Or it, but more, I wanted Watchmen to do well. I have my issues with the movie. I, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm happy with it. That, that movie is fantastic. It's rated R. Like, no one would... Yeah. Like, if you can imagine some of these more adult... Not even adult comics, but like even shit from like... Just anything Image publishes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, being adapted into a great film. It, yeah, I have my issues with the Watchmen movie. But I guess what I should say, and I may have to come out and say this, I'm coming out right now. Um, I more I always thought more than a game and a comic fan, I am a movie fan. Movies have very much let me down uh, in the last couple of years. And the only, only time they don't is when they're adapted from other things. And I just wanted to you say You are that. not a big fan of The Master. Um, no. Well, The Master was a bunch of great performances and set pieces set into a story that was in no way satisfying or all that compelling. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I can't wait to watch it again because maybe either I'll find something to love in the performances, but the, there's nothing satisfying about that story I at know all. what you mean. Movies used to... I used to get more excited. But, but like, he, he uh, PTA does get to have a little auteur status, but, like... I loved mainstream movies. Mm-hmm. I can't stomach mainstream movies. I think most of us can't. People listening to this, well, they are like cannot. the stupidest thing. They are in the world. Like, and that, that we got. We live in a world where, like, a movie like Watchmen, if it hadn't been a comic first, mm-hmm. you people would have they never stopped. Have done it. No, people would. If they made it like that, oh. it had never been a comic. People to this day would not stop talking about it every day. It'd be mm-hmm. the greatest thing you've ever seen because it's so fucking crazy and yeah. out there and un Hollywood. And the only way we that's that's the cliche, but the only way we get it's really like a cool dark city kind of thing. Where like, you know, well, is, you know, is it cheap or is the guy writing reminds, and directing it so we don't have to pay two people? Well, that kind of reminds me of uh, I read the only this. way we get cool stories is from uh, material that has passed some tests. So I always yeah. I just wanted to say that's an aspiring because I like I love writing stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuck trying to write a screenplay, write a comic, write something well, else, no, and the, then have that. I think the trajectory is now. You make your indie film, and then they hire you to make the the next comic book I, it's, or, or uh, Stephanie Meyer's film. I'm know? glad I'm glad you guys entertained that because it was just like the word from the director of Watchmen before 300 that made me like, wow, okay, yeah. there, there's something, there's I, some I, optimism there about movies and comics in general. I that saw I it twice because really I was like, this was for decades the mm-hmm. unfilmable comic, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, they did a pretty good job. It, they did a pretty good job. I uh, I still I stand by what I've said before that I'd say there. There are chunks of that film that are just like perfect to me. Yes, and, I think so. Yes. And I also think that 
you will never there won't be a better Watchmen film ever made and that's like, why like, the system think, will never make that when I think yeah. about grittier comic tales that could be adapted I want, I didn't Watchmen needed to be a success and acknowledge as one in order for those to happen well, and, and just seeing it in that title like made me feel like well maybe it was a success but so Watchmen yeah. well I'm sure it sold a ton of DVDs but Watchmen like was such an important comic book to me mm. that like I kind of feel I had a similar response with Bioshock Infinite where I expected that I expected only perfection from this. Mm-hmm. So when even slight flaws are in it, though, I'd say Watchmen has a few big flaws that mm-hmm. I would have just been like, you should not have done that. I, I sure. just, so, most of them are hung up in my knowledge of the, my pre-existing knowledge of the comic. Yeah, exactly. The material. Though I also would not have had... If I didn't have that, I feel like I, I would have loved that movie. I would not have uh, done a five-minute sex scene set to Hallelujah. Leonard Cohen. To Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. That's just bad. That, That's is a, a bad. that was a bad scene. Also, I would not have cast Malin Ackerman. Like, she's... I like her. Was she? Uh, she was she was uh, Sally Jupiter, self-director. Yeah. She wasn't that good. Like, she's she was... She wasn't old enough to be like Sally in the uh, anyway. Silk Spectre in the comics, she's like thirty-five. She's on mm-hmm. the verge of getting too old mm-hmm. and and the end of her youth. While Malin Ackerman is just gorgeous, like she's just mm-hmm. beautiful. You're not thinking, oh, you're almost too old for me now. Like I don't know, I, I but it, you're almost mom. I, I still did love that scene where they realize we're just violence fetishists and heroes are mm-hmm. flawed and yeah. only beating people up let us have, like get a sex drive back and it's like that's yeah. a fun yeah. scene to be they like. They made that uh, they the, yeah that scene made the uh, made that theme a lot more obvious than it is in the comic in a right. good way. Right. More, yeah. Made it clearer not yeah. obvious. And, uh, yeah but. I think that it still was there were no words where they said man beating people up makes me horny. Yeah. yeah. Like well, that's that's what a typical so movie would have done. The horn of the night owl. And, yeah. yeah, and instead it was just like you see it, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, that's this is why they like partially they liked fighting crime because it was yeah. a turn on. Yes. but the same with like Billy Crudup was a good Doctor Manhattan. Oh uh, yeah, dude, that Jack that Earl sequence, Haley. Was I watch the it best. on occasion. So, yeah. You are still in fact sane. God does. <laughs> and I, that and that uh, I forgot his name, but I. I was watching the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy for whatever reason, <laughs> as it was airing. I and then just, uh-huh. the show got whatever. Um, I worked at ABC. It was no getting away from it. Do you mean Patrick Wilson? Uh, the guy was comedian. The guy oh, was comedian. comedian. Yeah, comedian. He was and good too. in Grey's Anatomy. He was in Grey's Anatomy as a recurring character. Uh-huh. And when I saw him cast as comedian, I was like, "That is absolutely perfect because yeah. he looks like that dude." And him in the movie yeah. was dead on. Ozymandias was my worst. I thought the worst cast. Yeah, he was because, the hardest to buy. Well, because they made like. I felt what what Zack Snyder didn't get is that that uh, Adrian is not gay. Like he's people. <laughs> some people think he's gay because he's just kind of fey, but he's honestly like he's beyond sex. Like he's mm-hmm. like I'm too smart to have sex with people. No. Like I'm just I'm just an awesome guy. Like and so, but they basically cast him as uh, as a closeted um, a gay guy. And so, and also at the end, like in the comic. He so utterly wins that like mm-hmm. people are just like no we we can't even we can't even yell at you about this like mm-hmm. there's nothing you won you beat us well meanwhile in the movie they're like well we can't we can't reveal your conspiracy but we are going to yell at you and say you suck and I was yeah. like nah, come on like that that's too gross I, I thought that was too obvious and then then also that they gave him, 
They had Silk Spectre say Dr. Manhattan's last lines. That also really pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, well, that, like, that is, it's borderline I unforgivable. In the theater I, I understand I'm like, you, boo. <laughs> I understand you can't translate the real ending of Watchmen <laughs> into yes. a film, but to uh-huh. implicate Dr. Manhattan and sort of... Like, he had his moment of... He falling from exit. grace, yeah. he did. He had his he had his exit. He did not need to be implicated in the disaster. Yeah. I would have loved to see a big squid on screen killing yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. Though Doctor Manhattan's last line of "Nothing ever ends" like is an awesome last yeah. line. They should have had him say that. Speaking it's of which, the person who has to say it. Speaking of which, I actually did read the Doctor Manhattan, whatever. Really, the Watchmen before Re- Watchmen, Watchmen Returns, or Watchmen Forever, or whatever yeah. it's called, series. I had heard that was one of the ones I'd heard better things about. I, I, yeah, and I heard that too. So I, that's why I read it. And I just bought all four of them, and I actually thought it was really good. Hmm. Um, and I've only read I've just read that Watch- one. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read any of the others. Okay. I've heard Comedian is the best. Oh yeah, well, uh, that's by I, Darwin Cook, who's. Are really great. There was just this, this great moment artist. that it tr- it tries to really go into like what was it like being Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. and on one hand you're like who fucking cares, but on the other hand it was like well no if someone can write this in a compelling way I will read that shit yeah so and I feel they did because there was this moment where I like hmm. and it wasn't so much that like whoa this is some crazy shit man it was just more like huh interesting I'm now sold on this entire premise for this comic it was like. It's Dr. Manhattan doing a thing on Mars where he's looking at a picture of himself on Coney Island or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's this great moment where, and I can't even remember verbatim what happens, but it's basically just because he experiences time basically as a constant, yeah. like he's he's everywhere all at, once. all at once. There's this moment where he's like trying to describe in words what it's like. I'm looking at a picture of myself on the surface of Mars when I was at Coney Island. However, I'm also at Coney Island experiencing that moment right now so try to imagine looking at yourself uh, through time this is not a picture I'm there right now but it already happened but I'm there and trying to say that in just like two panels and I was like Gee, wow that's really cool and mm. that just that moment I was like okay I, I want to see what else this has to say about Dr. Manhattan and it has this like him trying to resolve his own existence thing and it's, it's pretty cool yeah. I would recommend that one I didn't read the others uh and again, I'm I'm far from the world's <clears throat> most foremost scholar on Watchmen, and it contradicts this. Blah, blah, don't care. Well, yeah. It was a cool story about a guy who. Tried I to always meant to read that when it was discounted, and we didn't have to talk about it here. I was, I didn't want to at a principle. Yeah, I very much on principle. Even though I've argued with that with before. you, like those characters have a right to exist outside of Watchmen. I do. I, I think so. Not, right. not a right, but a need. Okay, so anyway, we should we should get to last time's question of the week. Yes, mm-hmm. last time's question. Can I, of the can I play my Man of Steel line that I hated so much? Sure. Yes, please. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about? Super- Excuse me. I want no more lines in superhero movies acknowledging how cheesy and unspeakable things from the comic pages are and then well, when you do it with superman's name i think that was to say yeah there you thought we were going to say superman in this trailer nope we're not well gonna. that's but that's how it works in every movie and and lately part of my my favorite superhero movies are the ones that those lines are always the hardest ones to rewatch. uh-huh when i am did you expect thing. yellow 
spandex and right. like I, I hate those. Uh, I hate. I've really grown to loathe those, and I thought we were beyond that. In well, Avengers movie. totally just went like, yeah, we're in. We are exactly spandex. what we, we were always yeah. done, and yeah. you will accept it somehow. Uh, yeah, and if 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 yes, if we can't make you accept it, then we're doing a bad job. Yeah, but I like them. I I did like I said before. I like the bit where it's like this stands for hope. Like that was mm-hmm. a cool. And also, he's like, excuse me, and just is like. So clearly, I was here by my own accord. The, the look on his face—that it's not like I have a feeling. I very much look forward to that scene. Yeah, he's yeah. allowing himself to be arrested and interrogated. I do. And I want that. I want to walk out of that movie just like I think awestruck. We That's what I want. I think Zack Snyder is probably one of the most talented mainstream filmmakers working. Disre- say what you want about Sucker Punch. Oof. But uh, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to judge someone. Really, but I think this is like movie. the perfect movie for him. I, it could be. It I'm, could very. It well could be. And very I think happy about that. Him being reined in by Christopher Nolan, I think, is a very strong. And wait, resetting yeah. timelines. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like Returns never existed. Yeah. And Brian Singer still directing X Men. I know. And he Which, is while resetting he timelines, he <sighs> is doing. Oh, that. He's currently directing oh, X Men, and shooting, just he just released a like a picture of like. You know what that means? Here's uh, here's Patrick Stewart as Xavier, guys. What? That was a little weird. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing his insurrection outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. It's from it's from this. It's from like the but it's like yeah. behind the over the shoulder. Yeah, over the shoulder. Man, I, I that's another but, movie I really want. Anyway, your question. Question. Last week's question, and by last week I mean two weeks ago. Uh, question of the week was: What was the first cover you remember seeing? Hmm. And I got a, a few good responses to this. I would say we got Pedo Bear Claw with. Spider-Man 300, mm. classic cover. Love that. Never heard of it. Love that. It, it's hard to believe 400 more issues of Spider-Man <laughs> came out after that. Like, oh, wow. that when we came in, it, we our Spider-Man knowledge pretty much starts at 300. Like that's when more, we started. More or less, well, not starts, yeah. but that's when we started reading. More or less. That's and true. that they got up to 700. Like, how mm. did we jump in to Spider-Man? Mine was a pack of thirty comics that came with huh. amazing the first so part weird. of the first part of Return of the Sinister Six. So, mm-hmm. and because Spider Man was just always kind of out there as this vague thing, I was like, I recognize that he's a, a character, and as a ten year old, he's just a striking design. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that this Return of the Sinister Six tells me there were six villains. I think they that, used to be bad guys. They used to be cream of the crop, I and got, now they're back. I got those in a pack of thirty as well. Oh, That's yeah. right. So yeah. then I read just the first issue. That's all it came with, and mm-hmm. there was like twenty nine other issues of garbage. Um, well, I won Web and one Peter Parker spectacular. But anyway, and it was like, oh wait, here's Electro. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm introduced to one villain. However, I know that there's five other people, mm-hmm. and they allude to Doc Ock in there. So I'm like, okay, there's this Doctor Octopus guy, this Electro guy. There's four more of these people. This all seems really cool. And I loved Eric Larson's blinking, the big eyes and the winking and, and how they, I mean, his art, you can say a lot yeah. about his art, but like his facial, emo, the emotions of Spider-Man's face, eh, anyway. It uh, really helped sell, though, that this is a world I'm not participating in and I need to. Uh, mm. Let's see, the Matador brought up a, um, I think I actually, oh, hey. and actually I didn't read this one, but I read a similar one to it where it was, it's a very special issue where Spider-Man, Storm, and Luke Cage fight a villain who is trying to make people smoke and it's uh, <laughs> it's a very anti-smoking one uh while what, main, is, what is that villain's end game like, like i've I done it smoke 
I, well, I, maybe they imply that he works for Big Tobacco. That's what they do now. Is that another villain, Big Tobacco? Big tobacco. It's Big, oh no, it's Big Tobacco. We call he's him just, Big T. He's seven stories tall. <laughs> uh, John Wahizel said Spider-Man 23, which is the finale of The Revenge of the Sinister Six. Another Eric Larson which joint? Is, was, I actually bought a collection of that recently, just now, because... Just to see, I was like, that is, this is crazy. It is over the top. I forgot there was a section in it where Spider-Man got a cyborg arm. Yeah, he gets death, <laughs> Deathlock's eyeball and arm. And I, and I think it's and I think it's really only because Eric Larson was like, it'd be cool to draw Spider-Man with a cyborg arm. I'm going to draw it. That, <laughs> that whole story, if you want to see some of the most gratuitous nonsense in yeah. a Spider-Man story, Revenge of the Sinister Six is no, that it, is this? It, it also had a plot line I forgot about, which was that uh, Mary Jane was trying out for a film where she would have a nude scene in it, and know. that Peter was kind of freaking out about it. And mm. she's like, "Why are you being so puritanical, Peter?" And I don't know. That was an interesting idea. Like mm. back when she was an actress, it gave her right. something to do. Yeah, um, Secret Hospital. Yeah, good old secret hospital. Uh, but then she got fired from it because she was smoking. Remember her smoking uh, subplot? Uh, All right, Philkin, Philkin 7 has a non-Spider-Man entry. That ooh. is uh, 2085, which proves you're British. But, uh, <laughs> and I love that. But it's a, it's a pretty cool Judge Dredd cover where he's shooting some dude off screen. It seems to be implying he's shooting Batman. I wish you could see it. It's just... <laughs> well, go to the forum page if you want to see these cool pictures, guys. Oh, right. uh, and then Cooper uh, says, the, uh, fa- uh, the Fantastic Four Heroes Reunited storyline, like when it was a reboot of number one, this is what an odd... Yeah, I had not heard of that one. But post-reborn, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, then Darth Ender X mentions a very sexy Spider Woman cover. So good for... mm. it's a, her her body is just ridiculous. Like it's just you can't believe it. Spider Woman? It's a little yeah. silly. It's the greatest body in the comic universe. I'm sorry, you guys are all wrong. It deserves to exist. And she's got I... too too much. I have always had a completely like cannot shut down attraction to Psylocke. <laughs> What's going on with her well, right now? In, in, I mean, Psylocke was at her sexiest, I'd say, she, when drawn she's by... She's dead. Mm, she's back She now. was dead. Yeah, yeah she was... Uh, I think she was she at her sexiest... I, I thought you were dead. I was. I was. I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> but I think she was at her sexiest when drawn by Jim Lee and oh, yeah, Hubert. I, like, oh, absolutely. Do you remember the one where she was like hitting on Cyclops like no. in that storyline? No. That was pretty hot. Uh, <laughs> anyways... Let's see a couple more here. I just really like these covers; they're just so awesome. It's People fun. Sharing. It's a fun idea. Um, oh, Stabby Joe's shared uh, Captain Carrot in the Zoo Crew number two, which God. is uh, with Pig Iron is beating up Captain Man, Carrot. What is I wish happening? I, could, I wish I could find mine. I actually, I don't. I can't name the issue or the cover, but it was I read some. Sounds like a great story. Read some DC cool stuff. Story, bro. And somebody told me about the existence of Wolverine. And it was either 16 or 17 or 26 or 27. And I saw the cover and it's like, I, this is like nothing. I, th- this guy has claws. He cannot not hurt people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to see this immediately. Because uh, the first cover, issue of Wolverine, I love that cover. It is. Well, which, it looks ridiculous. He's doing the come hither. Yes, the come hither. Uh, 
All right, and the last one I'm going to mention is Japton America, because he has a cover that definitely will talk to Brett and me, which is Infinity Gauntlet number three, wow. where uh, oh, Adam one. Warlock is, uh, is leading out. the charge. That's probably, I think, the first Infinity Gauntlet I bought on newsstands. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last time Adam stands. Warlock read a charge. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, then I went back retroactively and bought one and two by like going to older, like, wait. Because, again, in the early 90s, like, Comics were fucking everywhere, mm-hmm. so you could go multi. Like yeah. my comic shops don't have them, but all these random gas stations will probably <laughs> still have places you could the buy a big market, chew The supermarket, yeah. So I milk. would like go like mom and pop ho- shop hopping. God, that's horrible. Mom, mom and pop, pop shop hopping. Mom and pop, 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 pop shop hopping. Boy gargoyle. <laughs> mom and pop shop hopping. Mom and pop shop hopping. To and I got Infinity Gauntlet number one and two that way, and then four I actually bought like the day it came out. And then also, which is the come get come and get me issue where he kills yeah. everybody, which is fucking awesome. Um, but I bought that the same day that the Marvel Series 2 cards came out. Wow. And bought, I think they'd come out a little sooner, but that's where I went and bought the whole set as one collection. I think Marvel Series 2 is my favorite. It the first one's so the first one is that, so that good, is but the, I credit I, that with my interest in Marvel. I think today. the art gets better in two, but the it doesn't two is, have two is better. Three right? has a silly, silly background. Yeah, I don't like that star background. I don't like the stuff. star background, and I don't know. I don't think it really added much. I well, yeah. I liked series two by adding like gear. So it was like Wolverine's claws, Spider-Man's mm-hmm. web shooters, the ultimate nullifier, like explaining and also these... verses like like yeah. when the wanna... Spider-Man and Venom they're fighting. Yeah, like, the well, milestone section. Yeah. Well, the first series had the uh, verses. It had stuff. that too. Yeah. It had verses. Because that's how I found out I who wanna... Venom was, and I was like, "Who the hell is that? That looks awesome as shit." I want to yeah. pitch an app. So you guys are here listening to me. So this is like basically patented, right? Yeah. Marvel yeah. yeah, yeah, my yeah. Permission. yeah. Uh, like a like a street pass feature on your phones. But only with old Marvel cards because I don't want to go buy the old collections again. <laughs> right. I sort of want to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as I, oh. God, those cards are so much fun. Oh, yeah. All those right. Cards. So this New week's question. question of the week: uh, simple. We're going a little over time, so just to make it simple, it's we, been a while. We sure talked a lot about the Man of Steel, oh. but will it be better than Iron Man Three? Is that what? Come on, yeah. Um, you know I'd what? Say so. I'm going to go out on limb Which and do you say will be better. Yes. I and let, I'm super excited about Iron Man three, but I guess Shane Black's pretty cool. I know, but like it's, we're calling it Iron Man three, but it really feels like the the fourth Iron, Iron Man, Man movie. Yeah, yeah. And not that I'm not inter- not that I'm not interested. It's just like I don't know. Like I'm really more interested to see how, the new take on Man of Steel than I am. I'm, well, here's the, I'll here, see both opening day. Yeah, here's here's why I'm still like super hyped for Iron Man three. It's mm. the first post Avengers movie, so mm. and knowing Shane Black that's, and knowing how cohesive they've been with all this stuff, they'll note they'll make note of the fact that it's mm. post Avengers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's well, why some I'm, trailers have implied like he's got PTSD from the so, from the Battle of New York. So that's why I'm like interested, like. So now what do you do? And mm-hmm. that's why it's fresh again to me. Like, they, they don't even need to call it Iron Man 3. It's like, just what are you doing? And there, there's... A, the a, next Marvel the issue. Next, the that's next the issue, movie. yeah. I, there, I, I loathe the Heath, Heath Ledger nature of Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. But, but however, like, seeing him in, like, aviator glasses and full get-up, like, <laughs> this looks fucking apeshit, dude. This guy might be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see this. Because yeah. all I saw is him talking, you won't see. 
this coming. And then missiles go out. Who the fuck? What is happening? I don't even know the Mandarin anymore. Well, like the creepy idea of like the Iron Man armor coming alive when he's not in it. Didn't care so much for Gwyneth Paltrow in an Iron Man suit. Well, that's been in the comics. Uh, They've they've created the character Rescue. I don't care. Did not need to see a 50-year-old piece of royalty. Oh, come on. (laughs) Paltrow's not so bad. See, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She's not. She's not. I'm going to stop sleeping with Playboy models for Gwyneth Paltrow. Not, not <laughs> today. He, ugly. he grew yeah. up. He grew up. Did he? And married his assistant. He understood. I think that says something even more sexist. He understood Perhaps why, so, why yeah. it's important to <coughs> yeah. to settle down with a nice woman instead uh, of banging yeah, hot chicks. Traditional things instead well, of having safe sex, which Tony Stark always does. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's still drinking in the in the movies, though, right? I, well, he, the as of three, as never, an Avengers, don't you don't you the dread the day when they address the drinking? Deal. Like he just has kidding? a couple sips. No, no, no. In the in the movies, I, mean, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like uh, the yeah, like there's not an Iron Man Avengers crossover issue that goes by where they don't mention Tony Stark's old alcohol problem. Yeah, it's, it's it, a little. It's I little, don't remember that. Well, there's a reason you drunk. Yeah, and I, it's, I and think it's they like, do that too much. They do it too much, and it's like yes, that was 25 years ago. I know. I just feel like, like by, let's, by, let's say let's say the seventh Iron Man. Yeah. That's what will be the focal point. Like the Probably. Peter Parker losing his powers. Yes. It'll be the uh, sober Iron well, Man. Well, I wonder if Ro- if Robert Downey Jr. wants to deal with the idea of substance abuse in a movie. Or if it's <laughs> like, uh, I kind of lived it. I'm good. Yeah. Like, there's, if you, judging by his performance in Less Than Zero, which was so fucking prophetic and foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Kids, see that Less Than Zero is one of the greatest 80 mo- 80s movies ever made. Good and time. Robert Downey Jr.'s performance as a junkie before he became a serious degenerate junkie. It like tells the story of him and he's acting it incredibly. As a teenager, it's beautiful. Less than zero. Wow. Fantastic. So I'm going to say Man of Steel just because I want to believe there can be a good Superman movie. Like yeah. I just want it to happen. I, I am hope I, I yeah I agree I, I want to come out of there yeah. Iron Man three it's it's the Uncharted three mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting mm-hmm. and I think it'll be perfectly fine but Man of Steel is the game that came out next to Uncharted three that was not a sequel and I can't remember it is a sequel but it also is a it's a it's fresh a reboot it's, it's Tomb Raider it's, it's functionally a Tomb, Raider. Tomb Raider yeah. yeah but you know it's it's damn what was the it oh it was uh we were talking about like dark that's what it was it, last year it was Dark Knight Rises versus Avengers and it's right. like. Dark Knight Rises is the thing we know. It's we gonna be all great. know everyone's going to be so proficient, such a great movie. Well, that was the, but like, Avengers is the holy shit. This actually happened. They built something. What I try to say about we don't have to anticipate the third Dark Knight movie because they've set a precedent of yeah. excellence. Yes, and and it'd be disappointing if they don't show yeah. signs of excellence. Yeah. So Iron but, Man three is. I just want it to be better than two because I have a lot of problems with two. Two's got problems. Two's got problems. You need to watch that again. But. I think the new director will bring new life into it. I think being post-Avengers, they're going to be more careful than ever to not lose that momentum. Mm-hmm. But Man of Steel is still like, this is your shot to make another major staple for DC. And if they can pull it off, I think those, it'll be incredible. And that's why it's more exciting that to trailer go see footage that. looks great. It, it looks like they're treating that character yes. exactly as you So should. that's why I want to walk out of Man of Steel going like, fuck yes. And, and Iron Man 3 just to be like, awesome. Did you get the Phase 1 Yes, uh, I bought the Phase 1 set. It just came out. They just showed what it was. It came out like two weeks or a month ago, and I mm-hmm. bought it. I bought it like in October. Yeah. And then I got that email like, we're delaying this till Here it is. And April. It's the uh, Transformers Bullion Energon Cube. Yeah, but, it, comes, it comes with a Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that I bought, in 2013, a $150 collector set that came with a Cosmic Cube 
Let that sink in, yeah. you nerds. That's in a major set. You bought a Cosmic Cube. Mm-hmm. That's insane to me. That means you're eventually going to buy a set with an Infinity Gauntlet in it. Like mm. they've set a precedent. You're going to get that. Or they'll put the gems and it's gonna, in separate DVDs. And it's going to be sitting in Walmart. That's how big it is. It is pretty crazy. <laughs> so that, like, let it sink in. Don't let the sense of awe disappear when you open up that set and be like, this is a six Blu-ray set treated with the utmost respect. Did you get it, though? Yeah, I bought it. Those yeah. co- I, I only saw the, the covers of the, the DVDs, covers are which amazing. are uh, phenomenal. They're like, what is that? Is that Art Nouveau? I don't know. Uh, minimalist. Minimalist. Uh, yeah. I don't I Silhouetting. I ain't a fancy man, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, minim- like really classy covers, uh, understated. Like the Thor one's my favorite, but they're all really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's why I never bought any of those movies on Blu-ray. Because I'm like, I know they're just going to make a crazy set with all this shit when they're done. And they did. Mm-hmm. So that's why I won't buy Iron Man 3 when it comes just, out either. I just want Fox to play along. Like, be part of Phase 2. Yeah, just, just, just be a part of it. Just like, be cool what are you is. gaining by not... Yeah, like you have everything to gain by not asking for a penny. All I want. And giving Downey Jr. a million dollars to show up in your Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. All I want... Literally all I want. Don't don't even need don't even need voice acting. Don't mm. even need Garfield's fucking likeness. <laughs> I just want a CG Spider-Man to swing by in one establishing shot of any of these movies, and someone point at him as he goes by, and Spider-Man. that's it. That's it. That's Pardon all the reference: the Partridge Family bus in the Brady Bunch movie, sure. which I heard is the most expensive shot in that movie. <laughs> it drives by for one second in an establishing shot, right? And uh, I'm <laughs> at the time like, Meh. yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, it's you're, there's no actor. You're not nothing involving that. There's no voiceover. That's another blip gone. It's just a CG. It's a bunch of X and Y Z coordinates. Mm-hmm. Do you own the, literally the character appearing in a film, or do you own like the like what is where's the line? That could blow minds. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, anyway so, sorry. Uh, in the forums, answer. Let us know what Legend you are like most excited for. Ah, and that brings us to an un- end of another episode. Hopefully, we will have another episode next week. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You just can't tell in this crazy world right now. Maybe if there are enough PayPal donations, I shouldn't do that. Um, Things are pretty crazy if you clap hard enough via PayPal. I will and say, in all honesty, Ducktales is a comic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, in I, all honesty. I will say, in all honesty, uh, we could use a new laptop to record the show on. I don't know if that uh, actually moves the needle at all, but... We could use new chairs this to machine, sit in while we record This them. machine is, like, perpetually running out of space and crashing. Uh, and, uh, uh, and new bands for the mics. and But we just it's, it was just tax time. And it's I know, no, lot. that I understand completely. But if you had thanks a tax... Thanks a lot, Obama. Uh, thanks, but Obama. You, Cheetos if, fall. <laughs> but if you've got a tax return... He wouldn't mind a new Windows 7 machine over here. Use that for uh, helping keep up VG Empire, Vigi Game Apocalypse, Cheap Popcast, and Laser Time, which we came back this week. I think it's a very personal but super funny episode about all the crimes we've ever committed. Yeah. I can't even remember recording that one now. Did Stop I even it. tell the breaking and entering thing? I don't think I did. Oh, no. I feel like you were a little shy on your crimes. Mm-hmm. I, well, I've got to be honest. I didn't do a lot. Yeah. But I did break into somebody's house. I was afraid to commit crimes. Played with all their stuff and then got caught. You've told it before, I think. I have. But I just didn't know if I told it in that episode hmm. or not. All right. Well, so let's then. listen and find out at LaserTimePodcast.com. Yeah. We, yeah. we also have a survey that would re- I'd really appreciate as many of you filling out as possible. It will, it's, it's for our hosting provider. It should help us keep the show uh, supported, keep it free. And then maybe find some uh, partnerships we can deal with to get the show out to more people. So, yeah, like we only we can only depend on you guys right now. You are our only form 
of uh, growing. So if you could please just go there and take the survey at lasertimepodcast.com. It's over there. It's on the in the uh, blog feed. It's on the right-hand sidebar. Picture of Uncle Sam. You can't miss it. Uh, and I'll plug VGEmpire.com, oh! my game music podcast show. And if you think you don't care, listen to one episode and you'll realize, oh, I actually do recognize a lot of video game music. Maybe that Zelda episode. There's a Zelda episode. I mean, just go to VGEmpire.com. There's... And, there's all the episodes. It's pretty simple. I mean, there's at this point we just posted Streets of Rage, so that's Streets of Rage one, two, and three. Amazing soundtrack by Yuzo Koshiro, like seminal games in, in the beat 'em up genre. Even at, even after Double Dragon and Final Fight, I think Streets of Rage may be kind of a touchstone for the the U.S. at least, like yeah, the West especially. <laughs> um, Streets of Rage, Zelda episode, Mario RPG episode, Sonic, mm-hmm. Metroid. We've done mm-hmm. so much. A whole month of Castlevania, tons of stuff. And to plug our, our boy Hank here, when I was sick and like Henry, we, I can't post a show. If you can find time, like like an article, and then boom, that documentary on Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. which gave me like I could barely stay awake while sick in my bed, and that that documentary is great. It might be I the second or third that. page by now. It's You've really fucking watch good. It's, it's, it's so one of the good. like I had that feeling with politics when watching British programming, but like what the. Fuck is the BBC doing the important work on everything? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a great documentary. One John, and they only got to do like Jonathan Ross is like the Jay Leno of England, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But because he's such a popular talk show host, and he just loves Spider Man. Yeah, he was finally like, "Look, I love Spider Man. Just let me do a documentary, whatever I want." They're me like, and Neil Gaiman are going to run out and try and find Steve Ditko. Yeah, <laughs> he's like. And I'm going to interview somebody, Alan Moore. Like, it's everybody you... And then he and it's in- the most humanizing look at Alan Moore I've seen in a while, where yeah. he's not talking about himself or everybody else. Like, he's talking <laughs> he's about talking about he why loves. he was a kid, when he was a kid, why and he loved Spider-Man. It made me love him all over again. Wow, I can't even imagine Alan Moore loving Spider-Man. And there's yeah. such a cool bit in it. They talk to Joe Quesada, too, where they say, like, you're used to Spider-Man now... But yeah. well, like his costume was crazy back then. Like yeah. it was so. Yeah, all the weird. characters were grotesque yeah. on purpose. Everybody and they just be- Spider Man just bends in weird ways. He has a full mask, which nobody had full masks back mm-hmm. then. Like it was, it was overall. Which is why I've read that Spider Man is so popular in Japan be. because his full mask oh. is like a kaiju. I think. Oh, like, he definitely seems yeah, like yeah. it would go over well. He's one of the most. I I believe I've read he was one of the most popular. He's maybe the most popular American character comic character in Japan yeah. his film opened in Japan Amazing Spider-Man opened in Japan before America mm-hmm. well meanwhile Avengers like took months to come to Japan mm-hmm. so they knew we wouldn't like it yeah alright well anyway <laughs> uh, so until next time Excelsior, Excelsior!